don't think you're appreciating how intricate and complex people are. It takes time for people to just trust me. Just you weird. The goal of therapy is awareness. I'm so grateful that these conversations are being had by men. Times having all of this intellectual knowledge presents the facade of self-awareness. That's not how it works. And Dwayne has read 47 self-help books in the past six months. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Dwayne here from your favorite podcast, Men Know Nothing. As you can see, we are about to provide you with an absolutely fantastic bonus episode with the Yogi Therapist. So we actually recorded an episode with her a couple of months ago. So if you haven't listened to that, please do go back and listen because it's absolutely fantastic. And the reason why we actually do have this bonus episode is because we ended up hitting record with the intention of starting the episode, but we ended up talking about something completely different and we just thought, you know what, let's just keep this recording and then we'll just do the episode straight after. So what you're about to get is unfiltered, unedited, extra content from us guys. So as always, please like, subscribe and share all our content and enjoy. Thank you. When you initially meet someone in your profession, mm. can you put a read on them? Like within minutes, within mm -hmm. a few questions? Like, is there like, yeah, obviously, yeah, you're, yeah, you're a psychotherapist, but like, you know, like I, I work in sales. So, you know, there are certain things that I would be able to pick up on, on people in terms of like their conversation, their body language, how mm -hmm. comfortable they are. So I just wonder if like, mm -hmm. if you can I can do, do that? that. Yeah, if you do that as well. I. Or if you try, try not to, but really you do. I mean, I think the thing is we're always watching people and we're always trying to analyze and understand and put things in context. You definitely can, you know, but yeah. I'm also always surprised by people. You know, once you, the first impression is there, but then when you kind of get a little bit deeper, there's always more to it. Um, yeah. And it's always complex because behavior isn't always, it can present very differently in different people. Um, so, yes, but I try not to is the answer. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. It's also not to sound like a yogi. Oh, you've already been kicked out, but but um, <clears throat> a big part of it is energy as well. And I don't mean energy in some kind of like metaphysical sense. I mean yeah. energy in um, you can see how people feel about life and themselves by the way that they mm. hold themselves, by the way that they articulate, the way that they use their hands, the the way that they look when they speak. Mm. You know, um, and so all that kind of stuff you start to to piece together. Fair. Yeah. But you would be the same in sales, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because you're constantly watching and assessing and, and trying on things and seeing how it lands. Yeah, you know, yeah, if, sure. if you said to me, hey, you know, here's this price and I go, hmm, or, or even more subtle than that, I go, okay, immediately you'd be looking for it. How did that land on yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's, it is, yeah, it's similar. I wonder what your reading of me will be pre this podcast, post this podcast. But you know what's so funny? I was listening to the... I think the the lady that you had before, the Anita, behavior, Anita. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you were saying that a lot. You were like, "Oh, are you reading me? Like, I feel so conscious that you're watching me." Oh, was, was I? Yeah, you said it numerous times. It's because I'm curious. That's why. It's because okay. I'm always curious of like being with someone who works in that industry to be like, "What's your read? Yeah, like what what can you pick up?" I'm yeah. always just very curious. You know, if someone's like, "Oh, I can tell that you have tendencies to this," or you've got like an avoidant tendency, or there must be some 
trauma you just somewhere don't want to, to do with something. I, I'm just, I'm just so. It's like, well, I used to take a lot of pleasure in trying to like understand and read people. Yeah. And if someone does this for a living, yeah. not like does it for a living, but I'm always curious what can you pick up from my body language, how I speak, mm. the things I speak. I'm just always curious. Do you know what? It takes time. And whenever I hear people say this kind of like gets under my skin, whenever anyone says to me, I'm a really good read on people, immediately I know they are not a good read on Yeah, you're mm. like you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard, but also I don't think you're appreciating how um, intricate and complex people are. And mm. if you think that you can kind of suss someone out from a statement, from an outfit, from a something, immediately I think you're probably creating a, a 2D perception of someone and not giving Fair. space for all yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the complexity to That's come out. It takes time to really, you know, it takes time for even people to show up fully. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think in my therapy sessions, I don't think I have a proper therapy session till about the fifth or the sixth session. Yeah. Mm. It takes time for people to just trust me, to know that, you know, when they say something to me, I care and I'm going to um, listen properly and that their their vulnerability is safe with me. That's facts because um, I remember when I went to my first therapy session about two years ago, after my first session, mm. my therapist thought, like, I was great. She's like, you seem fine. Like, you, mm. you've got a good handle and everything. Because mm. I went in very much to say, this is what I've learned over the last two years, reading, listening to podcasts, da, 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 and I've mm. pretty much talked. And at the end of it, she kind of said, I feel like you've got a pretty good handle on it of what you were talking about. I'm like, just you wait. <laughs> just wait. There's just, some shit now, yeah. <laughs> just wait until it all comes out. After like the third, after like our third session, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to come back for a while, aren't I? And she was like, yeah, you got to come back. <laughs> but you know so what? Funny. It really depends on what kind of therapist you're seeing. And I'm mm. not here at all to, to um, I don't know, speak crap or like kind of um, judge different ways that therapists work. But you know, if you're working with a psychologist and they're staying yeah. very cognitive, behavioral, it can tend to be a little surfacey. And I know that's contentious and there's going to be like psychologists who say that's not true. But I mm. think, um, you know, I often have clients often who come in and they've read all the books, right? They've read the, you know, um, what is it? The attachment style. Well, they know. Yeah, they can tell me their attachment style. Languages. They can all that stuff. <clears throat> and they've got all this language, mm. but whether they can actually apply that yeah. is a totally different thing. Mm. And and oftentimes having all of this intellectual knowledge presents the facade of self-awareness. Mm. But there are people who are deeply self-aware and live so intentionally and passionately without having yeah, yeah, ever yeah. read a book. Well, what we thing. said was the difference between being self-aware and actually doing the self-development yeah. aspect of it. It's like knowing all the shit that you've done in the past, but if you're not willing to actually change those aspects yeah. of you that made you that kind of person, then what's the point of reading the books? Also, there are so many podcasts. people where it's like, you know, they read loads but take no action. It's mm. like, well, that, that means you've got nothing to like contextualize it against. You really, yeah. you really can't put it into practice. Yeah. So yeah, people learn, about yeah. it a lot as well. That's where I got it from a couple of years ago where she talked about people have this perception that you you go off and you work on yourself, you go to therapy and you, mm. you create this little mm -hmm. cute little box of yourself of being an amazing person. But she said that's not how it works. That's you need to be in relationships yeah, in order yeah, yeah. to actually figure out how far you've come, how far you need to go. And because obviously people who you're with are somewhat of a reflection of who you are mm -hmm. as a person. So she is completely against the fact that people should go off and become this perfect version of themselves, yeah. but never actually get into these relationships to actually see yeah. who they really are. And Dwayne has read 47 self-help books in the past <laughs> six months. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the self <coughs> is 
a practice, mm. right? We, uh, we never arrive at who we are. It is mm. this thing that gets acted out continuously yeah. and it changes depending on the context. It changes with time. It changes with what's going on in society. Yeah. So, yeah, the idea that we arrive is just a total <coughs> kind of, give me baby, a total misunderstanding of, of what it means to be human. I was watching uh, Alex Hormozy. Love this guy. He was saying something quite similar. He was like... Oh, Alex Hormozy. You don't know Alex Hormozy. You don't know Alex Hormozy. <laughs> he, 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 he's he's a, he's a business sales guy. Yeah, he's, oh. he's a very, very good talker. He's a very good talker. And he's like, you don't win at fitness. You don't win at marriage. He's like, you get in shape and then you stay in shape. Yeah. You don't win at marriage, but the yeah. goal is to stay married. So the same thing. You don't win at be- becoming a, the best person. You yeah. just continuously develop. And that's just life. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, as long as you're in the game, well, then you're winning. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, being in the arena. Mm. I have a question for you guys. Oh, God. Here we go. What is your definition of being a well-developed person? What does that look like in your understanding? If we were to arrive at the ideal state of being, what does that look like? What do you mean? What? What? Can you ask the question again, please? Okay. So we're talking about you know doing the work and continuously trying to achieve an ideal sense of self. Mm. Yeah. Yeah? What does that look like in your understanding? Fully understanding the reason behind your actions and the intentions you have. So awareness. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that is a massive part of it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it gives you aim and direction. Mm-hmm. I think it gives you, yeah, the aim and direction. So when you do have a goal or you do have a purpose, you understand why you're taking yeah. those actions. And without the relevant inputs, you can't get the output that you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. What about you? Um, I think for me, the first... <laughs> I think the, I, I think for me <clears throat> a version of myself would be someone who's willing to has no issue with being confrontational when I feel like my bungees and my and my knees and wants aren't being met because for years I would be the kind of person that if someone kind of bothered me I would just I didn't I just did, yeah I just brush it off yeah. like oh that's fine don't care and I did that throughout like high school if one of my friends like got with the girl that I've been chasing for months and now he started dating her and became a girl, I would kind of shrugged it off and just let it be. Mm. The best version of me is to not allow the part of me who doesn't want to be confrontational to be confrontational mm. Mm. Like to, to, to a healthy degree. If okay. someone pisses me off or pushes my boundaries or doesn't respect me or my time, I am now wanting to just say it without the fear of them being upset because... I should be allowed to voice my opinions, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself. Um. I'm here. Mm. <laughs> you're like, I'm already here. <laughs> is, is what you're going to say make Absolutely our answers not. look like absolute shit? No, no, no. Do you know what? Um, I love your answer, and I love your answer too. I love that journey for you. But your answer is kind of bang on to what um I always tell people. Like, I remember my supervisor said to me, you know, what is the aim of therapy for you? Like, what? Why are people here? What is it that you're trying to get them to achieve or be? And a lot of people will say, happy, right? I want to be happier in my life. And I think happiness is a really beautiful place to visit. Mm. But it's a really unrealistic expectation to think that that's where we can live. Yeah. Mm. And I think the ideal, the goal of therapy is awareness. Yeah. Because when we're aware, we're empowered. Because the reality is most of the time we're acting unconsciously. Mm -hmm. We're acting um, or we're reacting 
to um, things that are familiar, things that are underlying, things that are unconscious. And I think when we have that awareness of why we are the way we are, why certain things piss us off, the stories that we tell ourselves, we then start to move into a place where we can consciously choose how we show up in situations. Mm. Um, that's not going to make you happy. Mm. No, it's not. You know, and I think like what to what you were saying is – I'm sure to a degree, keeping the peace and letting shit fly gave you a sense of peace, mm. you know, because you didn't have to be confrontational. Um, I mean, ultimately, it probably made you resentful, um, you know, but to do, to go to therapy and to do the work is to voluntarily step into discomfort mm. over and over and over again. And it it gets easier because you're better at it, but- it's always hard. Yes. But I always say this to people. It's all hard. It's all hard. I it think wouldn't be worth hard. it if it was easy. I think it gets to a point that it can be quite, I don't know, after a while when you understand the process a bit more, I think it gets quite fun because it almost makes oh, you I like, know. you challenge your existing beliefs. You're like, I didn't actually, I never thought about that before. Mm. That's a really cool mm. way to like see that aspect of me or life or this or that. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. That's awesome. You've clearly been to therapy though. <laughs> I have, I have, I have. I've, I've yeah. spent a lot of time... To be, to be honest, I've spent a lot of time with myself with really great friends and just speaking to them. Beautiful. I kind of went to therapy as like a, like, like an extra bit in the side. It was like an extra. I always yeah. wanted to go to therapy in my older age. And I was like, I just want to see if they're going to tell me anything I haven't already thought of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I went and like, she was basically like, you, it sounds like you've done a lot of the work. And I was like, and I did about 10, 12 sessions. Mm. And I was like, I just want to do this to see if maybe like I'm wrong mm. or if I'm like in such a delusional disbelief. Yeah. And that was kind of like why I went. Cause I'm like, I just want to see if you'll tell me something mm. that I haven't figured out yet. So I basically mm. went and told them everything about my life. And I was like, cool, pick it apart. Yeah. Tell me like what's wrong, what's broken. This is why I think it's fixed. This is why I think yeah. it doesn't work. And that was kind of like what I got out of therapy. It was kind of like, okay, so I am on the right track basically, mm. which, I, which was nice. I think I feel like there's plenty more that you can unpack though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure as the years go on, there will be. Yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, I, 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 have a yeah, few, yeah. I have a few points you could probably talk yeah. about. Yeah, Dwayne's just in the back of your session being like, that's a lie. <laughs> so, 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 so ask him about, about this. Ask him about this. <laughs> he hasn't this, talked about that in 12 sessions. This will be in the extra content of Men Know Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even started the actual Oh, yeah, we haven't. Yeah. We, no? we, can we introduce, we'll, just, we'll do an introduction. No, we'll, Wait, can I just say one thing yeah, to that, though? Yeah, for sure. Not to blow smoke up your ass. Okay, please do. You know, again, what's the goal of therapy? I want so- I want someone to be free of me. You know, pe- yeah. I-, I refuse to give advice because that starts to foster codependency, right? Mm. I want someone to be fully empowered that they can have exactly what you have, which is a deeply curious sense of self. Mm. Who am I? Why did I do that? And I think the extra part to that is you can do that with curiosity and compassion. Yeah. Not like, why the fuck am I like this? It's- why did I do that? Yeah. And even why just- why do I feel this way? That change in tone is so big mm. to be able to shift from blame and hatred and I'm not good enough, which is, you know, where a lot of people live to like, oh, I can ask this question and it mm. needn't be inherently- Bad. Bad. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then it gets to the point which you're clearly at, which is like, this is fun. Fuck, I didn't know this about yeah. myself. I didn't, this terrible kind of, you know, underlying unconscious belief I had mm. that's ruining my life. Mm, interesting. Oh, but, 20 year but old, even, 20 year old gaslighting me would have never seen this conversation but happen. Even, <laughs> but even in a version where it's like you figure this stuff out and you always have that compassion for yourself because oh. you totally understand, holy shit, 
I'm like this because of this experience yeah. I had when I was mm. eight years old. I yeah. remember that feeling and feeling this way. And obviously, because I think one of the biggest things that I learned when I was started reading the books and going to therapy is how much our childhood had an effect, mm. have an effect on us today. Mm. And I guess anyone who's doing the self-awareness stuff now realizes it. And it, it, it feels like common knowledge. Mm-hmm. But when I started read, so the first book I read was Attached after I came out of my relationship like two years ago. Mm. And they were talking about attachment theories and how your attachment style actually massively is dependent on how you were brought up and your primary caregiver and all that. And as I was reading through it, I was looking and thinking, holy shit, this is why I felt anxious in the past relationships because this has happened. Mm -hmm. And then when I was like, oh, but I'm a little bit avoidant as well. And then I pinpointed the point in which I became avoidant and it was in 2015. But previous to that, I was always an anxious attachment style. Mm -hmm. And then that relationship after that turned me avoidant and then i haven't been i haven't felt anxious in a relationship in like seven years i think the fact you can see that as well it's like yeah like, fuck it was yeah. bad it was like a it was like a flip yeah. of the switch you from see it from like, such like an outside perspective yeah. you're just like oh wow okay because i see really, like how this game is playing out that relationship i was i ended up being anxious towards mm. the end because of just how it played out and then after that i mm. started looking back it's like fuck like when I dated her, when I dated her, when I dated her, when I was in a relationship with her, like there wasn't any point mm. in that relationship where I felt like my emotions and my heart could be broken because mm. I never actually allowed myself oh. to get to that point where it could be broken. So yeah, if I broke up with him, which I did, I was upset, but I wasn't like falling apart at the scenes and my life wasn't falling apart because I never yeah. actually allowed myself the grace and, and, and the love that I deserve to actually let them love me and to receive the love. Mm. And then now that I realized that, I'm like, fuck, maybe that's been the issue why none of my past situationships and relationships work because I've just been so cold to the idea of potentially being hurt again. Can I just say, oh, I'm so grateful that these conversations are being had by men mm. at your age. This is so refreshing. You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> This is rude at the moment. <laughs> I take it back. Um, no, I, I mean, particularly among men who mm. are so deeply self-aware, so compassionate <coughs> and um, emotionally intelligent, mm. it is so important, especially because men really, um, you know, have such an impact on how society is shaped, mm. you know, with fathering, with being a husband, yeah. with... Um, you know, how they show up in the world. So I, I'm, man, I'm so relieved and I'm so, um, I'm so impressed. Thanks. I'm so impressed. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm excited for this episode. I know, I am. I, I think just before, <laughs> we, just before we introduce the we'll pod, I was going to we'll say. End the, we'll end this recording. Yeah. We'll just start over again. Um, well, this will be, will this be, oh, mate, this is. This oh, extra, he wants this that part be, in. This will be this, extra, Yeah, extra I, I, really, I really like this. Well, I was going to say, I think a really powerful thing and that uh, I've learned over time and what, like, I find I get into a lot of conversations with my friends whenever they tell me they're in a certain, like, situation. Yeah. I'm always, the most powerful thing I've learned over time is just asking why. But not asking, like, yeah. why about the situation, but why do you feel like that? why mm. and they're like i feel like this because of this i'm like why yeah and it's just they're like you start getting to the very Layers. core of like yeah. where it's coming from yeah. and they realize it's nothing to do with what's happening externally mm. but it's like fuck i reacted like this because of this yeah. and you only ask that yeah. you only find that out by asking why mm. yeah and i just, it's an I just love that so well. much yeah, yeah. it's someone, that socratic someone, questioning yeah yeah is you just you just and you plant a seed yeah you know and it's a really loving Oh, why is that? And yeah. it's a curious invitation yeah. to really explore 
what's going on. They never ask that. So many people, you'd be surprised how they're like, no one's ever asked me that before. Really? People are just like reactive towards situations. Like, here's a situation, let's fix it. Instead of being like, yeah, but where's that situation come from? Mm. And I'm just like, I was having chats with my friends back home and I went to the UK. And so many of them were like, I'm like, no one's ever asked me this. No one's ever like taken the time to just be like, why am I feeling shit about this? How old are you guys? 30. 30. Mm. Where do you find that most of your friends are at in terms of this kind of Like, the, do, you, do you mean their age? Oh, no, or no, no, no. You've got their level of self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, birds of a feather flock together, lacking. but... Oh, really? Yeah. I'd say like, because like they just, I feel that there are a lot of people that do lack the ability to do that because they aren't... They haven't put the position you aren't hanging where around they have with the kind to, of yeah you, you're not think. hanging around with the kind of people that like also what's the word sorry you're not hanging out with the kind of people that like question that in you mm. like and also it comes down to like maybe your friends just don't care enough yeah, to be inquisitive to enough question, like yeah. you have to have inquisitive friends mm. if you don't have inquisitive friends well then you never you, I think real friendship is built on those moments mm. of like why. Mm. why is that happening yeah because that is that's a vulnerability and that's where real friendships are born and like vulnerability and for stuff the like most that. part though, i was just getting on the piss and just like i yeah. think most men for the most part aren't willing to open up to their friends as well it's like you literally have to force it out of mm. them and if god forbid you end up having a conversation that's not by drinking beers in the ufc yeah well what are you doing yeah. boring and just obviously like, oh i would say god. that but that just sounds yeah yeah. I, like I, I have male clients who who start to do this work and then they become very lonely. Mm. And they become lonely because the conversations are no longer satisfying. No. Yeah. Because they realize there's actually no depth. depth. Facts. And then they have to go out and like kind of find a new But that's the thing though, a lot of times with men, you'd find when men hang out, they always so girls would go and hang out, they'll go to someone's house to bring a bottle of wine, they'll sit around a table and they'll talk. Mm-hmm. Men would do that. Men will go and hang out in a pub where they can drink and watch and, and watching a sport. So mm-hmm. you're all like yeah. So the only time you actually talk to your mates when you go to these pubs to watch sport is like in between rounds or at half time and then I'm not going to sit and talk to you about anything meaningful whenever we've got 30 seconds. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. how's work, mate? Oh, it's the same as it was the last time we spoke. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, the, the fight's back The missus on. is good. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know Start talking again interesting. in three minutes. When you look at evolutionary psychology, you might know this. I'm sure you got everything I say is probably not, not going to be new nah, to you guys. No, no, I'm sure there's going to be stuff. Um, but, okay, evolutionarily, women would sit around, hunter-gatherer, talk inward, right? It was a circle. Like you said, they mm. sit around a table and everyone's connecting. Men connected when they were hunting, so everyone is in a line facing forward. True. And mm. so that was their bonding time of, like, we have a shared task together. That is what we're- Yeah, that's fair. That's what we're focusing on and connecting with. It's interesting. When I have male clients, if you're watching, I'm going to hold you I actually don't face them. What do no. you mean? You no. face like you face the I other face, way. Uh, subtly, right? I'm not like back to back. But with, with with women, I can sit straight on, right? It's not intimidating. If yeah. I sit straight on with a man, immediately they start doing. Do they freeze up slightly? They get really uncomfortable, no. and so I, I turn our chairs away. That's really interesting. I don't like, know. When you said aware, what are it's, we it's talking like about? Like, I'm guessing like, like, like just an like, an L, like, like, like an L. If we're sitting like an L yeah. shape. Like, yeah, kind of like this. So he's like my him. knees are facing not that much. Like it would be like. Yeah, it would kind of be like this. Kind of like this, okay. Yeah, like we're well, I would do that. Side. I would do that on dates, though. 
So on like okay. a first date, I would do like that because L-shape. I find if you sit opposite, it's like an interview. Yeah. And so I would always think, you know, you want to sit at an angle like this, like an L-shaped table or something yeah, like I would that. Have so it's not so like, in, yeah, so it's not like it's so intense and stuff. So, yeah, 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 yeah. There's he's, always he's, a reason. He's trying to manipulate yeah, as soon also as it's easier to build the like physical escalation and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I would always think that because it's like, it's just a bit nicer and it's like, you know, it's just, it's a bit softer and it's not like an interview and it's easier because then you both have like an external reference point as well. Do you know what else is really interesting? Oh, once you hear this, you can't unknow it. So, here we go. We have mirror neurons in our brain. You have what, sorry? Mirror neurons. Okay. And it's a part of our brain that helps us to look at our situation, or sorry, look at the person in front of us and mirror back. Because mirroring, you would know this, Mr. Salesman, mm-hmm. creates closeness. Mm-hmm. And it's totally unconscious. And they did these amazing studies where they put people together in a room like this mm-hmm. and they would. Um, take a number of measures about their, their physiology. So they would look at their heart rate and they would look at how much they were sweating. I think I've seen this before. Yeah, you yeah. would know this. And um, what they found is if they really connected, right, if the conversation was good quality, if there was eye contact, if there were similarities, their heartbeat would start to sink and they would start to sweat at the same rate. Mm. Wow. And, you know, that's how, how deeply wired we are for connection because we want to, you know um, – yeah, we want to connect with the person that's in front of us. And so, this is what I find with mirror neurons is you won't even realize you're doing it, but you yeah. will start to mirror back what people are doing. Mm-hmm. The amount the of times that a client will be sitting there, you know, like this. And then if I check in, because I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh, she looks blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm doing it too. You just uh, start to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it's like to- on, on, on like the uh, London Underground. Mm. When I used to, when I lived in London, and you'd sit like on the train. I'd be like, I'd just look down the, the carriage route. I'm like, so Everyone many people are just like mirrored. The same, same so yeah. it's so funny. It's yeah. just, it's, and like the moment one person moves, suddenly the other person moves. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, that's so My crazy. My legs will be crossed this way. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, God, I just feel the desire to move. And I realized like five seconds before they had just – it's done that. Well. So funny. And it's just my body's discomfort with being out of sync with the person in front of Fair. me. Okay. Well, shall we start the episode?